in the past talked a little bit about uh, what to do in the last days, and I've talked some, uh, we've already shared some things, and uh, so I, I would just like to um, go real quickly to Matthew chapter 24. In Matthew chapter 24, glory to God. <laughs> in Matthew 24 and verse 3, um, it says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Everybody say, not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. We could probably check all of these things off. Isn't that right, you guys? Saying, oh, well, we had a bunch of that. Oh, yep, that too. Right? You can check them off. Uh, so so we, ha we could obviously say that we have been in some birth pains. Verse 9, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Now, this hasn't happened uh, to us here in the United States of America too much, but we could say that this, this has been happening for a long time. Uh, first of all, the Jewish people, who he actually is speaking to right here, they've had a lot of this go on. Isn't that right? Delivered them up, killed them. In fact, the disciples, um, uh, they, they killed. Uh, John was the only one. They couldn't get rid of him, so they stuck him out on an island. Isn't that right? And uh, so, so we know that these things have been going on. These things have been fulfilled um, and are yet to be fulfilled. And it says, and then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lies Lawlessness will abound. The love of many will grow cold. Um, so so uh, in our own nation, we're seeing lawlessness. Is it, would you agree, you guys? There's been lawlessness. Uh, wrong is right, and right is now wrong. Would you all agree that we see this kind of happening? Now, I'm not saying that we should lay down and give up and wait for the rapture. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we see it taking place. We should fight it with everything that's in us. Just so you know, prayer, preach the gospel, stand up for truth. Don't give up on, on our, our legal systems, our governments. We are not giving our country up to the devil. I just want you to know that. So, so I'm just saying we see these things happening. Incidentally, whatever we're seeing happening right now, much of these things have happened in some form along the way in history, just so you know. But the church, what happened was the church uh, decided that we got to pray, and they began to suck carpet fiber and fast and pray and believe God, and the church set the precedence of turning that thing around. So there, I believe the church always has within its grasp until we get taken out of here we have the, within our grasp, in our power, to stop the devil at any given point. Would you agree? Okay, so, so Jesus is ex just explaining, they asked him a question, and, and he's explaining to them um, um, what they are to do uh, uh, when these things take place. First thing, again, uh, he said, don't be deceived. Isn't that right? We've all agreed on that um, previous lessons that the first thing Jesus said was don't be deceived. So deception is the status quo of these last days. Being deceived into believing something is, uh, you know, whatever. And, and there is a group of people, and I hope I'm not walking on anybody's toes in here, uh, but um, the, the people that are calling themselves woke, just so you know, um, are not woke. 
In fact, they're in, in a, a, a very devilish coma. They are not awoke. Uh, and so, so this, by the way, the beginning of that woe came from our Ivy League schools and have, has gone into all the, of our um, secular colleges of, of teaching and training our young people uh, that there is no truth. There is no absolutes. This is what they're teaching them in our smart places, allegedly. That there is no truth. But we know there is. There's absolutes. God is an absolute God and God is real. And God spoke everything into existence. I am here, you are here, and you are real. And you are a female. And you are a male. I don't need a biologist, Minister Floyd. And these are absolutes. You popped out of your mama's womb with a gender. In fact, you were a gender before you hit your mama's egg. We don't even need a biologist for that. You ask a kindergartner what a boy and a girl is. They can tell you. We need to talk to the kindergarten people to know what's going on. You ask the kindergartner, did you come from a monkey? They're like, no, I came from my mama. But they're trying to blurry everything and make everything gray and no absolutes. But God is absolutely God. His word is absolutely true. And, and so when we're talking about the last days and him saying, don't be deceived, we're going to have to really gird ourselves up. And when we talk about the 3,000 souls, we're talking about rescuing a generation, you guys. And what we are to do in the last days really is no different than when Jesus said out of his own mouth before it all began, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. This is what we are to do as the church, posture ourselves to take over the planet because when it's all said and done we're just going to leave for a few years come back with Jesus and regulate kick everybody who shouldn't be here off of it and get things going amen, amen. praise the Lord this is absolutely true Jesus absolutely died for all humanity, absolutely rose from the dead, absolutely sat down at the right hand of God, absolutely has, has called all men to be saved. He would have all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. Absolutely. And unless you are, you're going to hell. Absolutely going to hell. If you don't know Jesus, you will go to hell. I don't care what you call yourself, whether you call yourself a Catholic, a Baptist, or, or whatever you call yourself, Buddha, whatever you name yourself, whatever label you have, whatever it is, unless you're born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. Jesus said that, and it's absolutely true. And we're living in the last days where they're trying to blurry those lines. And we got, we got Christian, so-called Christian groups that are going, you know, well, you know, we're, we're just, we don't want to be mean to people. So we're going to accept everything. And we're going to just be just like the woke people. And listen, we can't be, we, you better wake up. Because we are living in the last days. Y'all understand? 
And so God wants to use us. So we have to be mindful of these things, these signs, these things that are taking place. I think that I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of in studying this stuff and preparing for this. It kind of reawakened a, a, a desire uh, to look deeper into these things. I've really shelved all the last day stuff, just to be honest, you guys. I've told you guys that because there was so much, you know, argument and things like that. And I thought, you know what, really, this is cool and I like it, but but in the big picture, I really need to get back to doing what God was called me to do and ministering to pe- people, rescuing lives right now, you know. And, and so I know it's coming, and it will come whether I'm looking at it or not looking at it. And whether it's pre, post, or mid, or whatever the case may be, I like to say I'm pan. We'll see how it all pans out while I'm preaching the gospel, while I'm telling people about Jesus, while I'm making sure you don't go into the tribulation or that you don't go to hell. I'm going to do that. That seems weightier because Paul said all that really matters is a new creation. <laughs> and so so you, uh, you'd think that all Paul said was all that really matters is the tribulation. <laughs> but it is, it is important because God put it in the word. We just need to take hold and, and do the most important things. And I'm going to get back to those points because um, Pastor Vicki said, aren't you going to share the rest? Yes, I'm going to get those down. Tonight. If we do anything tonight, I'm going to share those last points. Praise the Lord. So uh, verse, uh, where are we at? Verse 13, thank you. Uh, But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Wow. That's interesting, isn't it? He who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be what? Preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then, when? Then the end will come, meaning that if we really want to shut the thing down, if we really want to go home, then we're going to have to get busy. We got to tell this world about Jesus. I really want to shut it down, just so you know. I mean, I'm having a good time with y'all. How about we all go home? How about we just lock this thing down, send people all over the world, preach the gospel to everything that breathes and lives, and then shut her down, get out of here, come back with Jesus. Come on, horses with Jesus. You know, regulate, blood up to a horse's saddle. Sounds nasty. But we then, you know, wow, you know, rock on. Thousand-year millennium with Jesus. Huh? I mean, a thousand-year party with Jesus ruling and reigning. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. God is so good. Hallelujah. Now, this is an interesting thing. Uh, Verse 15. It says, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by... You know what I'm going to do? Should I roll out my um, ugly uh, graph that I made? Uh, In my defense, before I bring it out, I did this in like 30 minutes before the service. So if if it's not art to you... Um, I'm sorry. Could you roll? There, John. Never mind. Could you bring it out? Thank you so much. Thank you for my, and my lovely assistants. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can face the thing to them. And please don't make fun of me. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, this is my graph. Y'all are welcome to move if you want to see the graph. You're welcome to come over here and see it. Or they'll put up on the screen, we got a, a great cameraman up there. Huh? No, no, right here. Yeah. No, I won't do that to you. Praise the Lord. So if you want to see it uh, up on the big screen, you can, I guess. Oh, good. Oh, wow, it looks better up there, actually. But anyhow, so, so here we have, there we go. Yeah. 
So here we have uh, the graph, and um, I was about to read, and I wanted to be able to point at my graph real quick. And verse 15 says, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take any, anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to... Uh, get his clothes, but woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or in on the Sabbath. So he's talking to these Jewish people here about this event that's about to come. Now, just think about it. He's telling them this, and they're thinking, man, this is coming right away, you know? Wouldn't you think that if Jesus was telling you that? Absolutely. But here we are on the very end of this thing going on, and it's in the middle of the tribulation, you guys. It's uh, Tribulation is seven years. This is a seven-year period um, right here from right here to right here and in the middle is the abomination that causes desolation of the antichrist in the temple in jerusalem he's actually literally in where the holy of holies he's sitting there it's an abomination and that's when when jesus said when that happens he said man now you need to run up to here we're all like lift your heads be excited because the, the end is near you know jesus is saying to us as the church get excited the end is coming Woo! praise the lord and I really believe because Jesus is coming for us, I believe that we can be taken out of this. Isn't that right? And uh, incidentally, I learned this just recently. I didn't realize they called this last three and a half years the Great Tribulation. And, and the whole thing is the tribulation period, the seven years, but the, the last three and a half is called the Great Tribulation. This is when the, the stuff hits the fan right here. Because, because right here, um, here's the church age. That's where we are right now. And we're in the church age. And when we get up to this point and the, the rapture takes place, as said in, in 1 Thessalonians, that we'll all be caught up in the air. And, and uh, listen, our bodies will take on uh, mortality. We'll put on immortality. As in Corinthians, that we will uh, be changed in the twinkling of an eye. It's like, like Star Trek. Bam. And you're standing in heaven with Jesus. Woohoo! Yes, and so, so then, so the rapture takes place. Now listen, if, if a whole bunch of people are missing from the earth, and, and, you, and they start telling you that it's the new age, and, and only those who are with us have been left behind, all those who weren't with us were taken, that's not a good position to be in, to be here still. Just saying, okay? It's not a good position. So, so, but we can fix that before you leave tonight and, and make sure that that's not you, all right? So, so the church gets taken away. Uh, the, uh, the beast of the sea is, is let loose. That's in Revelation 13. The, um, and also the Antichrist is revealed in 2 Thessalonians 2.3. So you're welcome to come up here and take pictures of us if you want. But anyhow, so, so the, the, the devil now, it's, it's on. Because the church, which many believe is the restraining force that's holding him back. Um, and can you imagine what our, our own nation would be like if there wasn't the church here? Woo-wee, what they would be doing? Oh my goodness, it'd be Sodom and Gomorrah, wouldn't it? Crazy, wouldn't it? Just ter terrible stuff going on. So, so the, then uh, the false prophet is, is revealed as well. And uh, the beast out of the earth. Some believe that the beast out of the earth represents um, the beast, the great computer that holds all of the humanity's um, uh, information and, and will be instrumental in the mark of the beast and taking that mark. And, it, and they have track of everybody on the earth. But anyway... Uh, just in case, if you're here for this, I'm, we're going to try and make sure you're not. But if you were, don't take the mark of the beast. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't do it. 
Yeah, don't matter what the virus is on the day of the day, don't take the mark of the beast. It's a whole different program. We've talked a little bit about that. Um, so, so then um, uh, the Antichrist makes covenant with Israel. And uh, this is really bizarre, you know. The Israel of old is kind of, it seems like it's somewhat disappearing. Um, and and uh, uh, even all of Europe years ago said, give us a leader, be a, he of God or of the devil or hell, we will receive him. And I think that that pretty much set a precedence of where the world is. They're just, as long as you feed me and you clothe me and give me a roof over my head, we don't care where you came from. Isn't that scary, you guys? Yeah, so, so we have to be ready for this kind of mindset that's starting to develop um, in this first three and a half years, just so you know. Um, the seven seals of judgment are, are released in the first three and a half, and the seven trumpets of judgment are released. Each one of those um, has a story that we don't have time to get into. Again, I mentioned in the mid middle, the abomination that causes desolation. Uh, the covenant with Israel is broken at that time. And, uh, and then uh, the seven bowls or vials of judgment are released in the last three and a half years. And that's where you're like, oh my goodness, things crazy stuff begin to take place. Um, a beast is let out of hell whose sting that makes people long for death, but they cannot find it uh, for several months. And uh, so this is not a good time right here. There are some people that believe the rapture is going to take place here. I'd rather, rather get back out and go right here, baby. Come on. Anyway, so, so uh, uh, then uh, the persecution of Israel and the reign of the Antichrist, this three and a half year on earth will be the worst um, time ever for the earth and ever will be according to the word of God. And so then, then we know that this period of time plays out and those judgments, uh, the seven bowls or vials play out and uh, then bam, uh, uh, the antichrist and false prophet are defeated and these are scriptures I have here, Daniel, 2 Thessalonians 2, 8, Daniel uh, eight twenty five, and uh, um, the battle of Armageddon, uh, Revelation 16, 11 through 16. So this is the big war, the big battle of which um, we um, have come with Jesus down um, from heaven and we uh, regularly, a sword comes out of his mouth and literally uh, the Bible says there's blood up to a, hoard, a horse's um, uh, bridle, if you will. So kind of like right up, anyway. So it's, it's, it's uh, Jesus is not negotiating. He, he came as a lamb. Now he's coming as the lion. Isn't that right? And it's judgment. And uh, so basically, um, the battle of Armageddon, you know how that goes for these guys. And uh, then they're, they're whooped and uh, the Antichrist false prophet are cast into hell. And then we go into the millennial reign with Christ, Revelations 20, verses 1 through 6. So, so we reign for a thousand years and then um, Satan is released for a season, mind-boggling. Apparently, we weren't very good at, uh, in Sunday school during this time teaching those people that are inside of bodies because they literally join with Satan, a portion of those people join with Satan and come against Christ again. And that would be us. This time, we're battle-born, battle-ready. I'm sure that didn't go long. And then the judgment happens. I don't have that on the screen. But anyway, so... so so, so uh, and there's um, the whole entire earth burnt with fervent heat and uh, a new heaven and a new earth. All right, any questions? Why I did that? <laughs> I, I just, woo, Shondai. <laughs> no, there's so much you could fill in. There's just way 
tons of things that you could talk about in all of these areas, okay? Um, but if you do have any questions after the service, you're welcome to come and, and ask. Um, uh, there are some uh, great people that may know what uh, I'm talking about up here, you know. And uh, I know that Minister Darnell, uh, Minister Linda, uh, Minister Ty's a Rama graduate. She knows a lot, I'm telling you. Praise the Lord. And uh, so, so, but this, this is a, a, a very broad subject, and I'd be glad to help in, if I can. All right? So then, then I, I want to go back kind of um, to where we left off. Um, I had uh, shared um, three of the six things th that um, were to do in the last days. Um, the first one was to watch, was to watch. In uh, Matthew 24, 42, is therefore keep watch because you do not know on what day our Lord will come. So watch. Another scripture says um, in, uh, in Mark 13, 33, it says, take heed, watch and pray for you do not know when the time is. So uh, for sure, we are to be people of prayer. Everybody say, I got to pray. Glory to God. And uh, in the last days, we're going to have to amp up our game in the area of prayer. Okay? A sensitivity to hearing the Lord at any given time is going to be critical, crucial um, for both your well-being as well as others. I mean, think about it. We're, we're pressing in to win people to the Lord. We should be sensitive about that, right? And the Holy Spirit deals with you to talk to them. I mean, how many of you have had the Holy Spirit tell you, talk to them about me or tell, tell them about the Lord? And you're like, no, I'm busy. You know, you're like, start wrestling with the Holy Spirit. Um, I, it's better to obey the Holy Spirit in those areas, just so you know. And, and uh, I don't want to live a selfish life. We sang up here tonight, we sang, I give myself away. One of the ways we give ourselves away is we give ourselves to witnessing and sharing the gospel with anybody and everybody. Amen? All right, so number two was pray. Um, and uh, so uh, Mark, oh, we just read that, I'm sorry. So watch and pray. So we're watching and we're praying. Um, I, I'm going to go back to watching really quick. So watching, uh, a lot of times we don't like news. I do not like watching the news. It's very depressing, but there are um, sources for information uh, that have been made available to Christians. I don't know if anybody has the Victory Channel or not, but, but they have a news source that's really, really cool. And it's a, a cool news source because guess what they do? They pray on the news. I'm like, whoa, a news company that prays? They're like, they don't just say, this is happening, this is happening. Oh my goodness, we're all going to die. No, they're like, let's pray. Let's all agree in prayer. And I'm like, yeah, and so you pray. So those are great news sources. There's great ones, and I encourage you to find them, uh, not just depressing uh, things that uh, exalt all the bad, all right? And uh, so watch and pray. Be a sense of the Holy Spirit to pray, all right? Number three, we've already gone over two. Pray that you enter not into temptation. Um, in uh, Matthew 26, 41, it says, Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Uh, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Um, uh, so, so don't go through the door. Don't enter in. That's what it means. Don't go through the door of temptation. I, I know that many of you know what I'm talking about. Isn't that right? Um, and uh, for some of us, it's not, you know, like, oh, I really feel like, um, doing drugs again, or I feel like drinking alcohol, or I feel like doing this or that thing. I'm just saying uh, that, that the temptation may be to just do something that grieves the Holy Ghost. There's a temptation to walk in a way that God would not have us to walk in. And uh, we don't want to walk out into those temptations because that is just one door that leads to another door that takes you away from where you're supposed to be. And I tell you what, one of the number one things is unforgiveness, just so you know. And uh, when we walk out into that place, that is a very, very dark place. Praise the Lord. So we talked about those three already. And uh, then at number four, we're going to go to number four. Keep oil in your lamps. That's good, huh? Praise the Lord. 
And uh, this is hard for us to understand in our day, but in those days they had oil. It was usually olive oil that they used to keep their lamps burning. In Luke 12, 35 through 40, if we'll look there. Luke 12, 35 through 40. Oof. It says, let your waist be girded and your lamps burning, and you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from, for, from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. Assuredly, I say to you that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. And if he should come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them so, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not ex expect. Praise the Lord. So we have to uh, make sure that we have our loins girded. What is that? An illustration of an Ephesians. Does anybody know? Girded with truth. Everybody say truth. And Ephesians says, and having your loins girded about with truth. And so here in this illustration of, of um, of having your lamps lit and, and having the word uh, gird around you is almost uh, synonymous. It's, it's like the same, that we, we have to be prepared and be full and, and know that we're ready for the master to come. Praise God. And uh, I don't want to be out there, you know, doing, you know, that, you know, boogie fever, do, 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 you know. I want to be ready when he comes. I don't want to be outside of you know, his graces when he goes, oh, see what happened was, you know, I don't want to have that conversation. I want to be ready. Everybody say, be ready. Be ready. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, in, uh, in Matthew 25, Matthew 25. So number four, we said number four, keep oil in your lamps. And number five is in, invest the Lord's money. In Matthew 25, 14. It says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Uh, verse 22, he also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. Uh, that must have been a rough conversation. <clears throat> He's like, look. 
It's dirty. I buried it. In 26, but his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked. Yikes. This is not what I want to hear, you guys. You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will, and he will have abundance. But from him whom, who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, um, I know that a lot of people, you know, uh, will just relegate this to talent. It uses, it translates this uh, talents, but it is money, just so you know. It actually, literally, though every time it says talent, it is money. It's actually equivalent to um, uh, a bag of silver, from my understanding. And there was an amount, I forgot what that was. Uh, but it, it, it's it actually equal to finances and resources. And God blesses us with resources, and we are actually to use those resources in a manner that would duplicate. And I really believe um, that you could apply that to human beings because it is the precious fruit of the earth. And uh, I believe that we are to multiply um, and minister the gospel. But this absolutely cannot be um, said to be anything but, but finances and resources. In other words, capital, <laughs> you know. And uh, so I encourage you, um, if God is unwilling to be, do without a cheerful giver, that must mean it's a requirement of us as children to act like him. The greatest giver is God himself, just so you know. And I believe that he really expects when he blesses us for us to take those blessings and multiply them and use them uh, to affect the earth in a great and positive way. Praise God. And uh, uh, again, I, I can't help but, um, and, and when I first heard that Brother Hagen said that statement about uh, what is the first quality you look for in an employee and that being a generous person, um, I, I got thinking about that and kind of compared my life and people and I was like, you know what? It's true that generous people are different than those who are just me, me, me. Now, if you haven't discovered that, we won't talk about which group you might be in. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> and uh, I, I just know that it, it, it's an adjustment that we all could make. Um, when I got born again, it came with the package. I wanted to bless God. I, wanted, I was willing to die. I was willing to empty my accounts. I had nothing to me of my own that was, uh, was more important than him. And so... I want to obey him. I cannot say that I've been the, the most wise investor. I don't even like reading about that stuff. I don't care. I have to ask other people about investing. Can you tell me what to do? Listen, you move your money. Uh, can you tell me so I can move mine? You know, and, and just no, no, just hearing them talk, I think maybe they may know some stuff, man, about money. So, so I'm going to follow them because I really want to give my time over to Jesus. Does that make sense? But I want to be wise steward of what he's given me at the same time. Does that make sense? And, and do the things that God would have me to do. And be generous. If he tells you to give it away, give it away. <laughs> because I tell you what, that just means he's got something more amazing is coming. Never will he ask you to give away something that he doesn't have something bigger to give to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
So I believe that, that if we are uh, people that in these last days, it's not a time to start reeling back because of fear. Remember the guy who was evil, went to outer darkness? What happened? He was afraid and he buried it. Don't be like him. You understand? Every time I have a thought that, oh, no, no, it's, it, 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 what if everything falls apart? You know what I do? I replace it with, well, I better hurry up and give. Because if it's all going to be gone, I want it to be gone by my giving. <laughs> I would rather have my last seed go into the kingdom of God, even for rent. Sorry, honey. I would tell you. Honestly, because you know what? I know where God gives it to me in, in grand and glory style. If he has to feed us with a crow, I know Caitlin doesn't like crow food, but I tell you what, he's going to take care of us. He's going to perfect those things that concern us. And, and uh, just, you know, in the big picture, he has not, I don't get to quote all the different scriptures involved, why people believe that, that we would go before. One of the reasons is we are not appointed unto wrath that scripture. That is a reason why people really believe there's a pre-tribulation rapture. Okay? Well, I agree. We're not appointed into wrath. And, and the whole earth was destroyed at one time, right? And it was by water. But the people of promise, they just floated. They just had, had a big boat. Yeah, hung out with animals. You know, I would have loved to ride on that boat with all the existing animals? Come on, is there anybody in the room would have loved to have been on that boat? You know, <laughs> all these animals, the noises, you know. I would have so loved that. It's like, ooh, ooh, I get to feed the monkeys. <laughs> I always wanted a monkey when I was a little kid. You know, I tell you, just, just God is so amazing. I'm telling you that I am not afraid of any of this, just so you know. And we shouldn't be afraid. And so I believe in the last days that we need to continue to be generous. Don't let the enemy reel you back in fear. Because um, I, I don't know if you remember, Minister Linda, when we had um, uh, the Congo, um, Hagemeyers. They came and uh, he told stories that just were like, oh my goodness, this crazy stuff about guerrilla warfare. And, you know, the machete people are killing people and they got AK-40s. They got all this stuff. And, then, and uh, he said that there were many missionaries that he saw that ran in fear and got killed. And, uh, but his story was he ran at them. They took over his Bible school. He ran across the field and with his Bible in his hand, and they all freaked out and ran off. He's got a Bible. They got bazookas, you know. They got guns and, and machetes, and they, they saw in their mind, they saw him with a grenade launcher or something is what they said. And uh, he ended up um, chasing them all off, and then he went to the magistrate who was corrupt and criminal and probably in charge of all those people, and he, t he commanded them, you give back every desk, every chair, every piece of equipment, and guess what they did? They gave it back. I just love that. So we're not to be afraid in, in these conditions and, and things of the last days. And we're to live in faith right up till the moment that we leave here. Amen? Glory to God. So I'm telling you uh, to be generous and be a giver. And lastly, number six, I ran out of time, but I don't care. I'm going to give this point, all right? Number six, <laughs> I know, I know, this is on me, bro. <laughs> My brother uh, over there, I give him such a hard time. But anyway, number six is pray to be accounted worthy to escape the tribulation. This is an interesting statement in Luke. Luke chapter 21 and verse 36. It says, this is Jesus, by the way. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape 
all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. That is an interesting statement, you guys. Pray. Pray. You know what? And, and Jesus said when he was on the earth to his disciples, he said, watch and pray that you don't enter into, there it is, temptation. And so we, went, we want to pray and believe God that we will be right. We will be standing where we are supposed to be standing, that we won't get swept up in deception and go off with some crazy group of people that are believing lies. And, and so there are Christians being sucked up into lies and deception. Christians, multiple Christians. And, and the enemy feeds on your wounds. The enemy feeds on your hurts. He feeds on those things and exploits them and then gets other people um, who call themselves Christian. You can find a Christian to agree with your stupidity, I promise you. It's not hard. Well, I know another believer who agrees with me. Well, congratulations. Wide is the gate. Find some more. Wide is the gate. Narrow is the way that leads to life. And, and, and so we want to always err on the side of truth. Isn't that right? Uh, so uh, Romans 2, 3 says, And do you think, this is Romans chapter 2, verse 3, And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? So we, we need to be mindful in these last days how we live, you guys. We can't be playing church. We got to be the church. Y'all with me? It's interesting to me that, that, um, that the, talking about in the last days, that, that he goes right to those who are drunk are drunk in the night. And he calls, the Bible calls wine a deceiver. I tell you what, we don't need to be skewed in any way. Just, I'm just telling you. And, and, and you may have, listen, I'm not trying to condemn anybody. Listen, I was a party animal before I got saved. I wasn't raised in church. I wasn't even Pentecostal. Holiness of any kind. I was Catholic. The priest smoked cigarettes this long. Went to the bar, drank bourbon, and acted just like everyone else in the bar. On Sunday, I was an altar boy. I served him what the chalice that was supposed to be wine. I'm sure it was bourbon because it burned my eyes when it went by. This was my example of religion. And so, yes, I went headlong into stupid, got stuck on stupid, and, and, and lived stupid for a while until Jesus revealed himself to me, pulled me over, and redeemed me from drugs, alcohol, and sexual promiscuity, and all those things. And when I was done, I was done. And I give God all the glory. It's not by power of my own. It's by the grace of God because I did not want to do anything that would hurt my God and my Father or, or disrupt this lovely, amazing life he had given me because it cost too much. Amen. And he had all of his flesh stripped from his body and he went into hell for me and rose from the dead, conquering hell and death on my behalf. Why would I play around with a life that he set me free from? So we watch and pray, and don't be deceived. Don't look into the glass, it says. Don't even look into the glass, because it's a deceiver. And people just want to, I don't know, it's just kind of like, you know, working in youth ministry, you know, it's just like people like to know, how close can I get to the flames until you get burnt? I'm like, I don't know, I don't think I want to even know. No, no, seriously, you know, in relationships, hey, well, what's okay? I mean... 
you know, can we X, Y, Z? I'm like, look, why would you even want to tempt yourself? Why would you even want to go down that road? Because, you know, I know, I know I was in that, you know, we just, I know how it works. I was afraid of myself when I got saved. I was like, oh, no, I can't be around girls because, you know, Jesus. And so I basically ran for like five years before I started, uh, you know, down that road again to, to see. And the Lord just kind of dealt with me. It's time for you to believe God for a wife. And I'm like, okay, here we go. But you know what I mean? I got to marry her. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> None of this long dating stuff. Stop. <laughs> You're her. Let's go. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and we will. <laughs> yeah. So. So why would we want to? So why, why would we want to know how close can we get before it burns? He said, "Pray that you'll be able to escape on that day." Glory to God. Lastly, I'm going to close. I'm so sorry. First Thessalonians chapter five, and verse one. Says, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord is com- so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. So here we have, I'm going to close with this. We have two different types of people here. People ready and others not ready. People asleep and those awake, not woke. That's different. People sober and others not sober. Those in the dark and those in the light. It, it ends with how to be sober. So walk sober. We know that the word says that Satan walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Isn't that right? Well, that means he may not devour everyone, but he's looking who he can. And uh, so, so this is written to believers, right? And we are those believers. We need to be sober in this day. And I'm not just talking about from alcohol, you understand? I'm talking about sober-minded, sensitive, and sober. And so I'm just encouraging you all, in these last days, don't be afraid. Don't live in fear. Don't matter what that television tells you or the internet or your, you know, social medias. Uh, don't walk in fear, walk in faith, walk in love, continue to give, continue to reach out, continue to come to church and worship and glorify God. Be what God's called you to be, and we don't have anything to be afraid of, because what's the worst thing they can do is kill me, and they do me a favor. Send me home to Jesus. Glory to God. Woohoo! You just show up like, whoa, what happened? And just enjoy yourself for eternity. Amen. Everybody and anybody who's ever gone to be with the Lord and came back to talk about it, they say stuff like, I don't really like it here.